Hi, everybody. Will here. Thanks for tuning in again for Onward and Other Directions, a podcast where my team of Alaskan Huskies and I bring you along for our very first Iditarod in recordings I made along the trail. This is episode four. The team and I have started the race. We traveled over rivers for 80 miles, camping once along the way for four hours. We started our climb into the Alaska Range, which is the mountain range that Denali, the tallest peak in North America, is part of, and rested at Finger Lake, one of the checkpoints along the route. While the dogs rested, I did chores and vet care and chatted to some fellow mushers. This recording takes place on the run right after we leave Finger Lake. It's one of my favorite pieces of audio from the entire race. We're heading towards the checkpoint of Rainy Pass on a beautiful sunny afternoon. This run contains the infamous Happy River Steps, a series of three sharp drops which have gained acclaim over the years from many crashes and wipeouts. The steps were one of the two biggest obstacles on the trail that I've been thinking about for years, hoping I would be able to drive through them successfully. As I left the Finger Lake checkpoint, I knew my moment of truth with this pretty iconic part of Iditarod lore was approaching fast. This recording starts shortly after the beginning of the run. Am I recording? It's hard to see. Oh, yeah, looks like I am. So, we're on the uh, run to Rainy Pass, which has the infamous Happy River Steps on it somewhere. I keep thinking the next thing is going to be it, and then it's not, or I don't think it is anyway. I'm pretty sure not. Anyway, every single time I'm like, maybe this is it. Which is how I'm feeling right now. Oh, there's a little whoop-de-doo. Let's see if we can hang on there. Mm, yeah, this could be it. <laughs> I just carved a new path. It's a pretty snowy year, so I, in theory, I don't think it'll be that bad, except there's probably going to be a big old trench carved out of it. But, um, yeah, I don't really know. I know the steps are these three big drops. That's all I really know about it. Uh, and it does look like we're heading towards downhill. We kind of climbed for a while. We're in this really beautiful trail that crosses the Alaska Range. It's so cool. It feels like we're out like in Colorado or something like these really big old cottonwoods and not pine trees, but spruce trees that are like pretty old and tall, not, not the little scraggly friends um and uh yeah the mountains are are really just like right in your face and phenomenal beautiful um so this is really cool to see this is the first um part of the trail so far that i have not been on which is really refreshing um that's something I've discovered this year a lot, is that I get really uplifted when I'm getting to go on a new trail. I've mushed on a lot of different trails in Alaska, um, and including the first, like, 120 miles of the Iditarod Trail because of a race that used to go up there to the last checkpoint I was just at, Finger Lake. And uh, so all of that trail I'd been on before, and, you know, for whatever reason, that's not as... Um, uh, just doesn't, uh, it's not as exciting, and it's also kind of like, um, wow, 
the mountains are just so cool. I mean, it. the mountains look like the Rockies, too. Like, Alaskan mountains are, are definitely different than the Rockies, which I think feel kind of... I'm not sure if this is geologically correct, but I think it seems like they're older um, and more, like, rocky, as you might suspect. And this part of the Alaska range that we're in looks like that, where you're seeing, like, the blue gray exposed rock um kind of coming out underneath the snow or between the snow and the um the edges of them are more worn or something um anyway it just feels like we're in an older part of the of the landscape and yeah and huge trees and these really beautiful tucked away little valleys and brooks and rivers this is just so cool i am in hog heaven right now this is so cool um i am like a kid in a candy store my mouth is just like a gape when i'm not talking to you so yeah being on this new trail has been awesome being on the old trail on trails i've been on before i keep looking for landmarks that i know are there and so i know to expect them but i don't know exactly when to expect them and it it ends up being really um like laborious and so like i know the finger lake uh checkpoint i know that it's on a lake and i just keep thinking every corner we come around is going to be on this lake and it's not um, it's kind of what I'm doing here, like expecting the steps any minute, but also, um, it's just, I'm surrounded by the most gorgeous scenery and I have never been here before. So it's, oh, it's so cool. I'm, yeah, I just, I feel transported to a totally magical world. It's another beautiful day, which is nice, but it is also hot, um, and sunny we so i wanted to leave the checkpoint of finger lake at noon and we ended up leaving a little after one because and actually i was right on course to leave right at one but um miss ophelia decided to uh be a jerk and go after poor zenny um ophelia's in heat and she's already kind of a crank so um yeah, when she's in heat, she becomes extra cranky, and for whatever reason... I mean, Zenny's not uh, an innocent angel either. Zenny likes to instigate things, and then um, it, then she's sad when it doesn't like work out very well for her, because people don't like to put up with it. But um, And by people, I mean dogs. Uh, yeah, Ophelia, for whatever reason, was not happy, so... Uh, Zenny has a little puncture mark on the top of her head, so, uh, the vets were able to help me patch it up. It's really tiny, nothing major, but, um, that held me up for, uh, probably another 20 minutes, and, um, then once we got going, it was kind of another putts, 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 oh, this, that. I had Belle and Aurora in lead, but Belle has been leading the whole way so far, and I think she's kind of hitting a little bit of a mental wall, so she was kind of like all over the place, so I put Ray up there, and I had to pee, because I decided I didn't want to wet my pants going down the Happy River steps, and, um, so, and then this, and then somebody got tangled, and then, you know, so it was like a bunch of stuff, so we're finally kind of moving now, 
Of course, I had to pee again, but, you know, I had my chance. I mean, I did pee, but, like, I'm guessing it's just nerves. As a trans guy uh, who has not had bottom surgery, I'm not really interested in it either. Uh, but unfortunately, that means I am, uh, you know, stuck with the traditionally uh, female-gendered method of going to the bathroom, which is honestly a big pain in the ass when you're a musher, because, um, yeah, layers and trying to hold a team of dogs and... It's a pain. So, I shouldn't talk about this anymore. It's just making me have to go to the bathroom more. So, I should talk about the mountains. Right now, we're mushing on what looks like a little, maybe like a little slough. And, uh, there's borders of spruce trees all around us. And there's some hills that are nearby that are, are pretty significant hills. Like, I would say probably bigger than anything we have in Fairbanks. And, um, I mean, even just from the level I'm at, I'm, they're, I'm sure, way above sea level. Oh, I should see what our elevation is. Um, but those tree, those hills have nice, uh, nice trees on them, like, more deciduous trees. And, uh, I'm sure it's just gorgeous here in the fall, too. Uh, I think I had said that there are some, there were some cottonwoods, um, at the beginning of this route, which was kind of cool. Right now our elevation, looks like we've done a little bit of a climb already, so our elevation is 1164 feet. And I'm sure we will, um, nope, 1165. So it'll be interesting to see what, um, how that changes on the steps. It's cool because this GPS gives me like a little track so you can kind of see the elevation route as we've gone. Not very, some little hills, but nothing uh, as, so far, nothing as steep as like the Copper Basin, or, yeah, I guess steep is the right word. Part, there's one way you go on the Copper Basin, it's really steep, and one way you go on the Copper Basin, it's the same summit, but it just takes a really long time to gain the elevation, so it's kind of like, Obviously not as steep, but it takes a long time to get up to the top, so. SCS. I don't know what, there's a trail marker that says SCS, but I don't know what that means. Could be a club. So in theory, there used to be a sign out here on the trail. I think it's right before the, the steps that said, watch your ass. I really wish that sign, uh, but I, the, my understanding is that that sign is gone. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody put it back or made a new one, but, um, if it's not here, I wish it was here so that I would know when to watch my ass. Hmm. I was thinking maybe SCS stood for something like that, but I can't think of what it would be. Now we're popping onto kind of a new causeway, maybe like an open field. Yeah, we're kind of in the base of those rolling hills, and right behind that is just peak after peak. Um, so we are going through a big valley, I guess. I, I guess this is 
I would assume this is Rainy Pass, like all of this, and then the the lodge that we're going to is Rainy Pass Lodge, but I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. I wonder if it's often rainy here. <clears throat> I wonder how accessible this is in the summer, because it's really cool, but I could also see it being pretty um, limited, because I we're definitely crossing a lot of water, and um, Alaska has a lot of bogs and uh, marshes, or what are they called? Not swamps, but we call them swamps sometimes. Anyway, sloughs maybe, but um, yeah. So it, it can be really difficult to cross those areas in the summer. So behind our house, we have a big slough, and in the winter, that's our trail, actually, like our mushing trail, but in the summer, it's... Uh, you you try to walk it at your own risk. You're definitely, like... I think the definition of a bog is that it's, like, floating peat moss or organic material on top of, like, a body of water, which is what that is out there. I don't know what the difference between a slough and a, and a bog is, but whatever. One of those things is what's behind our house. Or both of those things, maybe, if they're the same. Just biding my time till you can hear me yelling and screaming as we go down the the steps. I do feel like this is the first time I'm sort of registering that this is the Iditarod or that this is feeling like that just with this awesome beauty and um, a different different landscape for me. Um, but last night when it got dark I did suddenly just like kind of have this moment of terror where I was like oh no I have to be alone with myself um I don't really I don't mind being alone but I'd prefer to be alone with other people which is something that I think my family does we tend to all be in the same house but doing our own thing but it's kind of like very comforting and that my poor spouse Sean has yet to fully um grasp the why of it. I think they understand the existence of that desire, but not they don't really relate to that. Um, but being alone by myself is uh, very difficult for me. I, I, one time when I was living in Minnesota and I was working in the city, I wanted to get out into nature. I really missed mushing, of course, but I I just decided I had a three-day weekend, which was really rare at my job, and I decided to go up to the um, the area by um, uh, Lake Superior, like kind of, I guess by Duluth, if that would be a point that people would know. So it was by Duluth, but uh, I think it's a state park called Jay Cook State Park, or yeah, and I got a little cabin there, and I brought my dog, and, you know, I was just gonna, I, like, brought my guitar, and stuff to make a fire, and, you know, it's just gonna go camping, and spend some time there, and it was the most uncomfortable thing. It was like being trapped with somebody who you know, but you only, uh, talk to in regards to work, and outside of work, you hate them. Uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, a big part of my mission is to help people 
deal with mental health stuff and um yeah that feeling is definitely part of my mental health um battle journey uh not sure a good phrase for it and i try not to talk too much about um that particularly with like the word hate that's such a strong word and it doesn't give any room for um grace i think um but i do have a really hard time um basically like coexisting with myself um i do feel like i've gotten to a point of um like tolerance and it definitely feels like there's sort of two entities or or more than one entity um tolerating each other within me i i not like a multiple personality type of thing but just these sort of distinct sides and uh polarized values and thought patterns and uh, whatnot so that's something i struggle with and when i have to be alone especially in nature where there's like nothing to distract me so you know, no Netflix. Oh, I'm guessing we're going to come up to the steps because there's a bunch of people here filming things. Hi, folks. Yeah. Thanks. Will. Will. Huh. Some people having a fire in the mountains. I would do that. Uh, I don't think... I thought those were the film people. There's, like, a film crew that follows us around, but... I, uh, that was not them, I don't think. Um, although they did film me on their phone. Uh, my image will be everywhere now. Yeah, so, anyway... Self-dislike, let's call it. Um, is something I struggle with, and in nature, I cannot distract myself um particularly when there's long stretches of time where i'm not you know trying to like invent or solve a puzzle or whatever and uh yeah that's the definition of mushing it's long stretches of time where you're not like you can't do anything but stand there and be with yourself and be with the dogs now podcasts and music and stuff like make that you know it makes it possible to kind of step away from the being present thing but lately this year especially I have been kind of not as um, interested in listening to podcasts or another thing I used to do is call people on the phone and um, so I definitely uh, would use that to distract myself. And I haven't been doing that as much this year. I've been more, um, desirous to be present with the dogs, I guess. I'm not really thinking about it that way. I just am, like, content to not be listening to music and be going down the trail and watching the dogs and not, not kind of, like, not overcomplicating it, but also not, um, not spending a lot of time, like, going in circles in my head about, what I'm doing, like, why I'm doing it or not, like, <laughs> despite me talking about it right now, um, but, uh, yeah, so this year, I think, I guess, I would call that, like, an improvement, but it also means that, um, it definitely also means that 
uh, when it started getting dark last night, on the first night of, night of the Iditarod, I realized that I was going to be alone, and in this case, my, you know, my race plan had me camping in the, you know, relative middle of nowhere, and again, there's like snow machines going by, and planes, and other mushers going down the trail, but definitely different than being in a checkpoint where you're right next to another musher and you guys chat and it's that's a lot more sociable um so i was like dreading this camping last night i guess luckily it wasn't too um existential because i didn't really have time for it to be i was trying really hard to be on my clock of four hours, and I, I think I s relatively succeeded. Um, Alright, now I'm convinced this is it. I feel like I recognize the trees here from some videos and slides I've seen. Mm, I don't know, maybe not. But, um, yeah, the camp actually was kind of nice, and I, I actually slept, and I was really warm. Even though it did drop down to zero, I've slept in my sleeping bag before, and it's been, like, real cold. Okay, pretty sure this is it. Yeah, easy, nice and easy, nice and easy. Ooh, we're going down this big trench. Okay, that has to have been one of them. So I'm going to guess there's going to be a couple more. I mean, I think, I, get, I think I said this already, but since it's such a high snow year, it's like not as bad as it definitely, I'm sure, can be. Um, because you... I think one of them, at least, you can just kind of fall right off. That wasn't too bad. It's definitely trenched out, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to get back up. So we have to go back up this stuff this year because, um, you know, we're coming back. So the the hills get trenched out by, the, by breaks, and, um... So there's just like, I mean, as you can imagine, this deep, basically like 20-inch wide trench that your sled hopefully slots right into. Because if it doesn't, then you got one runner up on the edge, and you're basically going down like kind of sideways. And um, But when you're in that trench, you don't have much for your brake to grab onto. Now we're in this, we're going through kind of like this small winding trail that's in the bottom of a really tiny little, um, what would you call this? I don't know, kind of like a little valley or gorge or something. Um, seems like it's probably following a riverbed, so I guess maybe this might be the Happy River? I also don't know what the Happy River of Happy River Steps is. Oh, phew, I thought I had somebody behind me. The dogs were barking. This would be uh, an annoying place to pass. My impression was that these were close together, so maybe that was not one of them. I don't know. All I want is the watch your ass sign. 
Okay, seems like we're coming up on maybe another drop, so... Yeah, this is definitely some kind of a drop. It doesn't look very steep right now, but maybe famous last words. I think this is I think this might be... Easy. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. In the trench. This cannot be it. Oh, so beautiful. Nice and easy. So I train the dogs to try to go really slow down hills. Not, not for my sake. I mean, you know, that's nice. But the big thing is, you know, have you ever run downhill? Like, it's a good way to twist an ankle. And the dogs would just totally free fall run as fast as they can. Um, and, uh, that's a good way for them to get, uh, you know, wrist injuries or shoulder injuries. So we try to go really easy down the hills. And they're really good at that, actually. They'll, as long as I have some resistance on the brake, they will actually walk down the hill, which is pretty great. So. I feel like this is going to be like what they say about porn. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. Like, I feel like I'm going to look back at those two drops I just did and be like, oh, those were not it. But... I think I will know when it's done because I, I don't know if they'll have it now, but sometimes they keep an Iditarod Insider, the video people, crew at the bottom of, I would assume, the last one. So... That would be helpful. <laughs> you know, I, I just going down this trail, depending on what um, it all ends up looking like, I, I feel like if I didn't know about these famous steps, it wouldn't... I would just be going down this trail like it's... Um, I wish it was something that you didn't know about till after you were done. And then people would be like, oh yeah! Those drops. That was, that was wild, right? <laughs> but you didn't hear about it in advance. Anticipation is such a anxiety-producing thing. I don't feel anxious, but I feel... Hmm, what's the word? I guess I feel, like, compulsive or something? Like, I just want to know... I just want to know what the if we're done with that part of the trail and then I can just relax and enjoy the rest so I guess it sounds like I'm anxious I don't feel anxious I guess I'm used to a different kind of an anxious feeling hmm. now that I'm telling myself I'm anxious I am feeling slightly anxious but I decided I don't need to feel anxious oh maybe that'll be famous last words I'm shocked at how um, calm I felt through uh, this whole thing, the the start day and everything. I just thought I'd be absolutely out of my mind, but I think that um, I was so stressed out the two weeks before trying to finish building my sled that the start day felt really easy and nice.
darn it. Saw some snow that I thought could be the watch your ass sign. But I think I learned about that slide when I was a kid, and Martin showed us a slideshow of his Iditarod, and uh, it had that sign on it, and I think, I bet that's that as kids we were like, ha ha, that's so funny. So, really, I guess, stuck with me. But, I mean, also useful, like good instructions, right? Something exciting's happening. Pretty sure it's some birds. It's springtime. Birds are flitting around, picking up things. I don't know if they're building nests or right what right now, but they're doing something. They're very active. They're tweeting. Tweet, tweet. You're welcome for demonstrating that. I think the dogs are enjoying this trail too. It's it's pretty windy and they like that. Lots of new things to see around every single corner and I bet lots of cool smells with all the trees. We're right now we're kind of we're winding through a bunch of really old tall spruce trees like um old spruce. I I guess this would be white spruce. I I don't know. I'm not a tree doctor or whatever. That would be a tree test. But I do like trees. And these trees are very pretty. <laughs> Good dogs. We're gonna come upon the, uh, steps at some point. <laughs> In the Iditarod Insider videos, they they always do a, um, I guess a documentary each year or whatever, and there's a guy who narrates all of them, and he's got a very, like, in a world voice, so. The Happy River Steps. Three winding drops in consecutive order that have taken out many a sled. Like, I think they try to make it extra dramatic if they can. And definitely people have been pretty seriously injured here. Uh, Rick Swenson, I think it was Rick Swenson, um, probably like a decade ago by now, fell down. It was a really, I think it was really a slow snow year, and he came down the steps and, like, bounced off of a couple trees like a ping pong ball and it was um they filmed it and it was uh yeah he broke his ribs and he continued he finished Iditarod which is just wild but um yeah there's definitely potential to get hurt I do kind of wish this is maybe the first time I've really cared about this but I do kind of wish I was wearing a helmet maybe because I'm not, I've decided it's pretty hot. It's like 27 degrees, so I decided not to wear my parka. And the one downside about that, so the upside is I have a lot more kind of like maneuverability, which is good. The downside is I don't have the padding. So that is uh, definitely a con. Um, 
but hopefully I won't eat shit. So we'll see. Uh, at least there seems like there's a lot of snow to fall on. I will try to avoid falling on trees. A few weeks back, before the Copper Basin, I did a run where I ended up getting kind of lost, and I had to come back down a trail that is not a good idea to come down and um, in order to get home. And it, it has a lot of switchbacks, so going downhill on switchbacks, I mean, I think you can kind of imagine, it can be tri pretty tricky. Um, can take some pretty good driving, but even the best driving can get pretty slammed by switchbacks, which I think that the steps are supposed to have switchbacks. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, I headed down this trail that I knew was going to be a bad idea. I had the whole team. I decided to try to just, like, make it happen. Okay. Okay, now I think this is a step. Maybe this is either the first one or the last one. Anyway, on that particular adventure, easy, easy, nice and easy. There you go, good. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Okay, this is definitely one of them because I've seen footage of it. So maybe that was the first one? And then we're coming around another corner. Anyway, on that other switchback at home, the very first one, I went around a corner and the sled just flew out and I, man, I slammed into a tree and let go of the sled because my body slammed into a tree. Basically, I, I caught the tree around my stomach, which was better than the head, but anyway, hopefully I'm not jinxing myself because we're definitely going down again. Nice and easy. Woohoo! Easy. Oh, good dogs. Oh, oh, did we get in a little tangle? Okay, that was definitely one of them. I mean, I don't know how they're distinguishing these. That was much more of a straight up and down. I'm guessing this is the more tricky one. Yeah, that you could just fall off the edge of. Woo! Yeah. Nice and easy, guys. Hey, easy. Easy. There you go. Good. We're, we're walking it. Nice and easy. Hey. Nice and easy. There you go. I mean, this is like a lot of fun for dogs. Just flying down the hills. That's going to suck to go up. All right, here we have a switchback. Speak of the devil. Which, you got to whip your sled around the corner and hopefully don't fly off the hill. There you go. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. 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 Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Alright. Add a little, little tree to avoid. Maybe that was the first one? Heck if I know. That was definitely a bigger one. That one that we went down was 100% one of them, though, because I've seen a lot of footage of that. Ah, fuck. Oh, here we go. Easy, 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 easy! Whoa, 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 whoa. 
You know, it was actually doing pretty good, except one of the, the snow hooks got... Uh, whoa! Good dogs. I think this is where they usually camp out. Nobody came here to film me. So rude. One of the snow hooks got caught underneath the sled, which is no bueno, because... Where is that snow hook? Okay. Must have buried itself. Oh, there it is. Okay. Have to move the slide over. Dogs are ready for more. So one of my snow hooks bounced out and went underneath the sled, which obviously is not ideal. I'm insulted that they weren't here to film me. Um, woohoo! Good dogs! Woohoo! Yeah, if you have a snow hook, so the snow hooks are our little anchors. Well, they're not little, but our anchors that um, you. They're claws that you stomp into the snow, and it holds the team back. It's, it's pretty amazing. They're very strong, also very sharp. Oh, cool. We're going by some open water here. Beautiful. Um, anyway, obviously, if that goes under the sled, I mean, you can imagine, like, it's connected by a rope to the team in the front. Uh, as you could probably guess, there's a lot of... Um, there is a lot of ways it could get tangled. Speaking of tangles, Miss Marnie's neckline came undone. Whoa, good dogs. You guys did good, huh? Oh, good job, you guys. Professionals. Yeah. Oh, good dogs. They're definitely going to be pushing the sled up the hill on that last one. All right. don't want to take a break. It's good that this valley is a little bit more shaded because we're not really getting beaten down by the sun. Good. Did you guys have fun? Did you like that? Was that fun? Oh, it was. It was. Oh, yeah. Good job. Oh, you want some more? Okay. Oops, don't go over there. Sundance, your neckline always comes undone, doesn't it? Yeah, you're Miss Tangle Tangle. No, now you're stuck there. That's the side you're gonna go on. That's the side you're gonna stay on. Come here. Yeah. All right, let's see if that works better. Good job, you guys. Oh, happy dogs. Happy dogs. Happy hot dogs. Oh, you want some more, Annie? You want some more? They're hot, but happy. And the sled is still apparently in one piece. 
by all accounts. You guys ready? Alright, next stop is uh, the Rainy Pass checkpoint. Wow, super beautiful. I wonder if I can take a picture while I'm recording. I think I can. Surely I must be able to. Oops. Beautiful. Oh, I see someone camped here. Wow, cool. Man, this is so stud. <sighs> Alright, let's see. Let's see how far we've gone so far. I think it's supposed to have been 35 miles to Rainy Pass. I'm guessing we've only gone like, I don't know, 15 miles, 12 miles. Oh, we went up and then we went down. Uh, 10 miles, yeah. Oh, I think that's what they, that's where they said the steps were. I guess I wrote that down, but didn't realize what it meant. I just wrote 10 miles after Rainy Pass. I didn't really have a good description for myself. Huh. Interesting. We're cr crossing a weird bridge. Like, not a bridge, but like a... Almost like a dam someone made? Like a... I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. If that's a people-made thing or just happened. Oh, now we gotta run up some hills. Alright, well... Yes, you're gonna get to hear... Oh, the dogs are really excited. Well, I might not have to run up. They're enjoying the beauty as much as I am. Oh, here we go. I guess we get to go down this on the way back. This will be the anti-steps. Hmm. Those are some helpful markers that say don't go off the trail. Oh, it says SCS again. I wonder what that means. Alright, let's go guys. Up, up, up. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Alright. Alright. We're going up a pretty good little hill here. Uh, I'm running in my mushroom boots. Alright, alright. So we have a rule. There's no stopping on hills. Alright, hop, up, up. Let's go. Otherwise, they will stop when things slow down. So, we don't stop. Whew. The worst part about running with the sled is your arms get really tired. because you have to like hold the sled back or hold yourself up to the sled and it's like really unnatural. So 
previously I've set up something where I can basically connect myself with a like a ski drawer belt and then just lean back that works so much better and I had hoped to have that this year but I ran out of time but this hill will be over soon famous last words That'll be fun to go down, but not as, I don't think as intense as the uh, ones we just got done with. Good dogs. It looks like this is a road, maybe. And that's what that bridge thing looked like, like somebody made a road. How weird, though, because... I don't know where it would go to. I guess maybe it's for um, Rainy Pass Lodge. I'm not sure. Or it could be a trail system. It could be for BLM, I guess. It's very wide, though. It feels like we're on like a dirt road. Huh. Apparently we are not supposed to go that way. Gee. Good. Good dogs. Oh, more hills. Gee! Good. Oh, I'm real overdressed for this. Then again, so are the dogs. Yeah, sorry you're listening to this. I, I'm going to turn it off as soon as I can spare a hand, I guess. Oh, good dogs. Easy there, good dogs. Good dogs. Oh, there's an airplane. I'm guessing coming or going from either Rainy Pass or McGrath. I am probably Rainy Pass. So it's pretty popular for tourists to go up there and spectate the race. Try to decide if I if I want to stay in Rainy Pass or if I want to try to push on. The idea in pushing on being to try to hit the gorge, which is the next and probably uh, yeah one of the next big obstacle um, before uh, to hit that before it gets dark. But I might be pushing that. I don't know. I'm not sure how far it is until that. I guess my plan is I'll ask at the checkpoint and then make my decision based on the time. 
if I do stay, I'm only going to stay for a couple hours because it'll be better to, I mean, if it's too late for me to get to the gorge by daylight, then it's going to be too late no matter what time I leave at because it's, I mean, it's going to be dark when I do it no matter what, but, um, if it is early enough, then maybe it's worth going. Otherwise, I will stay at Rainy Pass for like probably just a couple hours and then try to take advantage of running in the nighttime. My goal had been to get to Rainy Pass by like 3 or 4 when it was the hottest, but yeah, that ship definitely sailed. off that road and onto more of a trail again and it's winding through the woods so you're stuck with me for just a little while longer until I know what's coming around the corner. So we should see what time it is. It might be time to give the dogs a snack pretty soon. Nala, come on! Nala and Ophelia are both trying to chase a squirrel up a tree. Goofballs. This time I'm getting to the phone so I can turn the recording off before I say the closing words. So wise. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for hanging out. Uh, glad we could do the steps together. Alright, onward. If you enjoyed this episode of Onward and Other Directions, tell your friends. There are miles to go before we sleep and plenty of episodes ahead. To see pictures from this section of trail, access a transcript of the episode, and to see the social media updates the Ateo Away team was sending to buddies at this part of the race, visit ateokennel.com. That's A-T-A-O-K-E-N-N-E-L.com. See you next time on Onward and Other Directions. The next part of the trail ahead is another major obstacle, the Dalzell Gorge, which I end up running in the dark. See you there. Onward. Onward.